Any questions before we get started? What's the prompt? Oh, uh, well, you, you find that out when I tell it to you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. Lottie's first. Yeah, I, I have to suffer most. Yeah. It'll be a softball, right? Right, Brandon? <laughs> kind of. grandmas this is episode 283 of insert credit in this show we've got a panel of experts who are compelled to answer a series of topics for which they have not been prepared within six minutes while in constant fear of a terrible buzzer i'm your host brandon sheffield for some reason and when i was 14 years old i would have named my video game company necrosoft Uh Uh, (laughs) that's right In an unusual twist, we have three guests this week, so I'll be introducing all of them. First, we have pink hair enthusiast and Necrosoft Games programmer, Lottie May. Hello, I'm Lottie May, and when I was 14, I would have named my video game company uh, Lottie Makes Stuff. I'm just going to say that because I've been using that for a very long time, and might as well be. That makes sense. Uh, Next up, we have a newcomer to the show. Perfect garbage creative director, Activision narrative designer, and most importantly, Necrosoft Games producer, Sun M is on the show. Hello. Hello. If I was 14, if I was 14, like I didn't ever cross that age. (laughs) When I was 14, I would have named my game company probably still Perfect Garbage, but there would have been an expletive in there because I was very mature. Excellent. Excellent. Last but not least, we welcome back video essayist and marketing director of a little company called Necrosoft Games, Jenna Stieber, is here. Hi, it's Jenna. That's me. Hi, this is my voice. This is what I sound like. (laughs) Uh, If I had to name a video game company when I was 14, probably would have named it after the thing I was most into at the time, and that would have been um, Xena. (laughs) So I think Heck it would have yeah. just been like Xena Studios. <laughs> very smart, very smart. That's the good stuff. That's good marketing. Yeah, I think honestly that would still be a pretty good name for a studio. Yeah. It's probably yeah. old enough now that you could use the name and nobody would legally care. I can't imagine anyone would have legally cared at any point. That is not the vibe I get from the Xena people. <laughs> Plus Xena is like the good surviving person out of that whole crew because Kevin Sorbo is like a big Big He's right, fucking wild. Big right-wing doofus. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's right. It's the Oops All Necrosoft episode of Insert Credit. So let's get into it with question one. We've got visual novels, text adventures, Phoenix Wright likes, readable games seem to be making a small resurgence. What other kinds of games or what kinds of games in general should we be making with text? Uh, I would love to see some ASCII art games. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing a lot of letterpress in my off time. And one of the interesting things that I get to do when doing letterpress is to think about text, not as a symbol for a letter or a sound or a word, but think about like the shape of texts. You know what I mean? And Ooh. thinking about how, how shapely they are and how to how to fill out a space and how to create negative space with text. And I feel like I feel like we're ready for like a retro ASCII art game. Yeah, I agree. That's a very good answer. Thank you. Came out swinging. <laughs> <laughs> There's been some, you know, like D- Dwarf Fortress famously 
abandoned its ASCII art. So it's it's time for someone new to take the throne, I think. What Dwarf Fortress does still have, though, is the, the brilliant generative text where it just makes up the, the most ab- ab- absurd stuff. We could, have, like, you know, do more of that. True. Yeah. More like generative text. I had such a simple answer. Please. Ooh, well, let's hear it. I literally was like, well, wouldn't it be nice if narrative games went backwards? <laughs> They're always linear in one direction. But now I'm sitting here like, oh, that was such a better answer, Jenna. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about Why like a Benjamin Button? Like I have such yes, a simple-minded okay. answer. <laughs> oh. Wait, can I pitch to you uh, an older reference? Could you do like a Merlin visual yeah. novel where you you're like what? telling exactly. the story in reverse? Yeah, um, Merlin, of course, uh, in some tellings, ages in reverse or experiences the world in reverse, and that's why he's so powerful. Oh, right. So he gets hotter over time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a visual. You son, you convinced me. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Very good. Okay, did we do it? I guess we'll move on. <laughs> son, you came up with the idea of a farming murder mystery, farming game <laughs> murder mystery. So that's probably the best genre mashup. What's the second best genre mashup? You were so evil. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I ask a clarifying question? Please. Do you mean the best game mashup that exists or that you would like oh, to exist? That, that you would like to exist, I would say. Um, yeah, I'm I'm thinking that probably the best genre mashups don't yet exist, and so we should create them. Hmm. It's a tough one. Ooh. So we, we, we're doing game dev story. That's right. Like... <laughs> Son, do you want to explain your farming murder mystery first? Yeah. Get people percolating? I mean, the, the, the big, the meat of it is that I really wanted... <laughs> plot lines and so i was like well i really like farming but i don't like that i don't feel doomed while i do it so it'd be cool if i felt doom during it and that's that's kind of where it came from um but i do love genre mashing that's a hard though what is doesn't exist that we i feel like we're in like a moment where rhythm games the concept of a rhythm game is getting really spiraled out. Like we had Hi-Fi Rush obviously made a huge splash at the end of last year. And I feel like that is something we're seeing kind of expand and, and get applied to other genres. So let me pitch you. It's uh-huh. a rhythm game slash romance game. And it's a game where you are trying to hook up with somebody, but things are, you're trying to time it so that you can hook up while you're both single. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> and so it's about, it's about timing in that sense, but it is a romance game. I want you to know yeah. something is in the works for you. <laughs> in, the, oh! in the grapevine. <laughs> oh, I love to hear that. I love being catered to. <laughs> in the genre of musical games. In Game Dev Story, these are the, the combinations which are the worst, apparently, for music games. Music and chess, music huh. and comics, music mm. and horror, music and samurai. I feel like any of those could work. <laughs> yeah. I would love a, a rhythm slash music game that crossed over with a horror game. Me too. What would that? Hmm. What is, is that? Is that not what that metal? Ooh, the name of that game that came out. The Metal Metal, metal Hellsinger? Um, it's yeah. not. I don't know if it's totally horror because it's so so action like doom yeah yeah so action oriented at the very least it's not survival horror 
The mm. Dead Space Rhythm Game. Ah, I mean, horror as a genre has such features music and audio so much more prominently than I think a lot of genres do. Like, I think, I mean, all genres have like their their musical expectations, but I feel like horror is more likely to leverage that for a specific mood. So I feel like there's something there. Yeah, how would you deal with the the often slow, uh, deliberately slow pacing of a horror game with rhythmicness? Like, maybe you have to keep your heartbeat steady or something like that, and that's the rhythm that you're trying to do. Yeah, or, I mean, you could always, like... I mean, when, when like, for example, a track, audio track or a music track that you're doing a rhythm game to gets more intense, that can imply something about, like, how close a monster is or that sort of thing, which I think mm-hmm. is an idea that has been deployed in horror games, but not to my knowledge has it ever been, like, the focus. Yeah. So it sounds like we finally figured out a game we can bundle with the Wii Vitality Sensor. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's finally going to... Finally going to come in Finally. handy. You all know about the, the horse peripheral that was at one point planned for the Wii? No. The horse. It was like a blow-up seat that you would like bounce on. Hmm. And it ha- had haptics, so it was like a inflatable Wii balance board in a way. And you sat so on it? It was very illegal and very it, cool. It never, it never existed. It was, a, it was patented. Yeah, I mean, I, conceptually, yeah, you said on it, okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. it, it brings up a lot of questions for me more, more than anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of perplexed. <laughs> Anywho. That falls under the, the subheader of peripherals that you have to explain to your parents a lot when you buy. No, no, it's for a video game. <laughs> it's, I promise. It's just for games. Next question. We've had enough games with sports cars, probably. What are some underrepresented vehicles that we should be using in video games? Hoverboards. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Hoverboard. Good answer. Yeah. Uh, what about um, those boats that you see in swamps that have just the giant fan on the back? Oh, yeah. Like in Left 4 Dead feels- 2. Oh, damn. You're it right. It feels like that would be a good arcade game, like a, you know, a big statement piece. Yeah. Don't they call those hovercraft? I think they call them hovercraft, I even though they're not I do not think hovercraft. they call them hovercraft. No? I'm going to have to... I don't think that's what those are called. Heck. They're like wind boats or something, right? What if they were hovercraft? That would be... That would also be good. good. That would result in a lot fewer manatee deaths. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying airships, but... Like Sea of Thieves. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That would be Sky of Thieves is probably the next sequel they're going to come <laughs> up with. Yeah. Very Treasure Planet. I'd play it. That'd be cool. Yeah, with the classic actual sails, right? Hot air balloon plot pirates. What about um, those big hamster balls that you get in the middle of and you run? Monkey ball? I guess that is monkey yes, ball. Yes, you're right. You're right. They already made that one. And it was good. I had it on the DS. I remember. They should make that an arcade game. I would like to get into a ball. And just kind of run like a little hamster in an arcade. Oh, so like a physical, you you would actually do it. Maybe like a Wii extension. That's <laughs> just another yes. one. Yes. Yes. Wow. Strap me in. I'm going to get my miles in today. <laughs> yeah. I guess the issue would be like, there'd have to be a, an attendant to let you in and out or something. Nah. No? <laughs> nah. It'll be fine. This is my home now. <laughs> yeah. I think more importantly, you'd need some sort of uh, <laughs> cleaning system, some sort yes. of internal sanitization spray, uh, a drain that it resets to to get all the vomit that is sure to be procured. <laughs> I love this idea. 
Yeah, I think there's a lot. I think this is definitely a moneymaker. Cool. All right. Well, we're we're just chewing through my questions <laughs> here. Um, Should we be fucking around more in these questions? Should we be I'm less? Just, it's, it's up to you. Um, it's it's fine. We can we can we can be fast. Every once in a while, that happens. You're all just more efficient than our usual panelists. I'll start disagreeing. More. It's the Necrosoft uh, no, power. I'm gonna. You're yeah. wrong. See, just such an efficient team. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll fight you right here, Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> Question four. There's been genre bending spins on games like volleyball, frisbee, and volleyball over the years. Whoa! The first thing I said was the same thing as the last thing I said, but I meant dodgeball the I first time. That was intentional. <laughs> okay, I also thought I thought you were gonna hype for gun sport. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it seemed like a it was building to something. Yeah, but the fan, <laughs> but the fans crave more. Please design a new four-player fantasy sports game. Are we just doing work now? <laughs> yeah right. why did you yeah why are you making us do pitches for necrosoft games <laughs> secretly in this podcast you figured out the theme the theme has indeed been um the first five questions are all related to to necrosoft games that have released hey well, i have an answer and i yeah. really think square enix needs to settle down make the blitzball game oh. just, just just do it stop being coward your games don't have to be that serious just <laughs> make this blitzball game for real this is hard because that's a good answer, but I did say I was going to disagree with you. So terrible, it, terrible answer. So <laughs> too obvious. Come on. What? The blitz ball, but good. It's a fantasy sport. <laughs> it is a literal fantasy sport. Uh, and by the way, if I had the time to make an AMV, the number one AMV that I want to make is a mashup of the Final Fantasy X 2, is it, intro that has where where the song Emotion plays or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. But but I want this song, and I would cut it nicely, to be Carly Rae Jepsen's uh, This Emotion, or whatever it's called. I don't know if you know that song, but it, it fits- You are so right. So almost perfectly with the intro as it is. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like the AMV that I've been waiting to make for, for 20 years, and uh, I got to do it someday. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm telling video editing. Fantasy sports. Blitzball is a good answer, though. Yeah, it's so strong. It's such a strong foray. I'm trying to imagine, like, what is some fantasy shit that you could sportsify? Ah, starting from the fantasy angle. That's a good way to go. Yeah. I mean, because sports is sports. You can make any sport fantasy, but how do you make a fantasy a sport? I mean, being a knight was kind of like a sport, right? Jousting. Yeah, like a joust. A jousting. That's pretty good. Uh, what if it's like that sequence in Sword in the Stone where, uh, was it Merlin? I don't know why I'm on a Merlin kick today. I was like, very Thorian legend of you today. <laughs> Merlin and Morgana are doing that back and forth where she's like, I'm a dragon. And he's like, well, I'm a virus. And like, they're each trying to one up each other, y'all know? Didn't they do that in Sandman as well? They absolutely 100% do that in Sandman. I've been rereading Sandman recently, and they absolutely do that. Sandman does that yeah, with, with Lucifer. Lucifer in hell. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I feel I like you, something like that in like the Nintendo DS style where it has pre-programmed just like 100 million words and you can change into them and figure it out all of the... It, it's like Pokemon typing, but just that. No oh, other finessing. Like, uh, like, like Scribblenauts, sort of? Yes. Yes, it's mm. exactly scribble knots the objects, but then Pokemon typing. So you're like, I, I turn into a dishwasher, and the game is like, well, I know, I know what is strong and weak. Dishes are weak to dishwashers, right. obviously, and dishwashers are weak to 
earthquakes and stuff like that. Amazing. Yeah, they're they're Water weak pressure. to leaky pipes. I don't know. Is that a thing? Yeah, and so it just has it has calcium. so thoroughly yeah calcium, calcium, calcium. hard water, <laughs> and, but it's that. But it's for a hundred billion objects, and so it's just a game it. of trying to figure that out. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I like we're keeping the scope reasonable. Just a hundred million. <laughs> just a hundred like, million. Uh, but that's all it is. This is combining. It's it's text only. The talking about a text game. There's no graphics. It is just just ASCII. You're right. What is the value of writing anyway, you know? Just a fucking massive spreadsheet. <laughs> we could just... <laughs> no artists in here this time, uh, visual artists anyway, so I think we're safe <laughs> to say that art is the worst part of video games. <laughs> wow, who said that? <laughs> it was me. Okay. <laughs> it was me. Great. Well, I think we've answered that one as well. So let's move on to question five, uh, which we've almost started talking about already. People seem to be putting relationship building into all sorts of games these days. Uh, what makes these systems compelling, and how can we make them even more compelling? Yes! <laughs> Every game should have a romance. So obviously we need a game where you can date Merlin, right? That's where we've been Fucking heading to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! Do not give Jenna more fuel. Yes! No, give me the fuel! Because you have to romance him when he's an old man, so it's all about the mental and emotional thing, but then he gets hotter and hotter. You really want the Benjamin Button! <laughs> Fucking like, score. And then he becomes an infant and then he becomes nothing. Well, okay, hold on. <laughs> he probably loops back around at some point. Uh, could we call it like Merlink? Because you're, you're you're trying to link Merlin, link with Merlin. I don't know. I'm trying to fa- think of a name for this for this Merlin. It's uh, called Merlin game. Fucker 2000. <laughs> MF2K. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me a Merlin. <laughs> Y'all got that 2K? But we're talking about this. How do we make relationship building even more compelling than it than it already is? Or do we need to? I mean, if you get to make a wizard blush. <gasps> From like a gameplay angle? Yeah, I mean, when I think about relationship building in these games, there's a fantasy element like you can, for example, you can date anybody. And that's not true in real life because everybody has their preferences and they're all not necessarily going to like you. So that can be cool and fulfilling, but it can also be unrealistic in potentially weird ways. I was going to say, I-, I will talk something about Love Shore, ironically enough. Yeah. Um, when I set up to make Love Shore, we really wanted to not have a player character that you can build, rather these characters are established to play, which is a very rough choice with Otome and visual novel games. Yeah. And the reason I did it is that no matter how you play Sam, the main character, he will always fall in love, even if the other character doesn't like him. So it's always hmm. sad <laughs> when you're in his route. <laughs> Uh, but I just thought that was so much more compelling than like what you're building up as like everybody falls with each other automatically just because you said it that way. Um, so I'm a big fan of that. I like when things don't work out. <laughs> things are painful. I mean, I was going to say, I think it would be interesting because I think you're you're making a good point, Brandon, which is that you go into these worlds and regardless of who you play as a character, everyone's going to want to romance you. Yeah. And that's kind of... That's weird. (laughs) That's a weird vibe. But I mean, I guess that's part of the like fantasy of a game, right? You can become uh, super powerful and also everybody wants to date you. (laughs) That's more like a massive HR complaint. (laughs) (laughs) But I was thinking about like, what if you made 
a character and the like choices you make for your personality really early on, like naturally push some people away or draw some people near you. And then I was like, well, that would be interesting, but actually that does exist. And I started thinking about uh, the time I played Dragon Age with a male character for the expressed purpose of dating Morrigan, because Morrigan doesn't date women in that game. And that's dumb. I'm so confused about that. That and Cassandra, I'm like, how are they not into women? I have a question. I mean, I'm fucking saying it's a, yeah. it's a, un, unconceivable to me. So I I play I did a playthrough of that so I could romance Morgan as a dude, um, which is not normally how I play games. I like playing femme characters in games, but I begrudgingly mm-hmm. did it because the game forced me, and that didn't feel great. So I take back everything I posited about having hard hard limits to who you can romance like that. Yeah, that's kind of my view on it as well. I wound up playing through Dragon Age as a male character, even though I also usually use a female character, um, because that allowed me to have both a male and female romance, because there was that one elf who was right. bi or whatever. Severin? Severin! <laughs> the only character I liked. But um, yeah, a friend of mine was feeling like there there are positives to let you date, letting you date everyone, and then negatives because it could give you a real an unrealistic expectation that like. I, as a man, can date any man that I see. Aww. And, I, and <laughs> I think those those presumptions pre-exist video games in yeah. our culture. <laughs> yeah. So what if we make a game where nobody will date you? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, everybody is hypothetically romanceable, but all of them turn you down? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's only failure routes. <laughs> they only date each other, not you, uh, in their friend circle. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, no. Okay, but a matchmaking game, that would be very fun. It would be. Yeah, I'd be into it, trying to put the people to get, like, basically you're trying to ship everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good idea. Uh-oh. We better not tell more people about that. <laughs> no, I was going to say, there's this anime called Kiss Him, Not Me, and it's literally about <laughs> setup of, like, oh, a girl great. who just wants all these dyes to date each other rather than date her. Ah, of course. Very cute comedy. That's a different Listen. kind of vibe than we're going Hey, for. hey, man. That's where I am all the time. <laughs> do, do you all know the, the game that was with... Uh, oh, we ran out of time, but I just want to ask this question. It was a dating sim, Japanese dating sim. But if you went on this one route and romanced this one character, she was like, I'll kill you if you date anybody else. She was like the Yandere <laughs> type. And then if you... Even if you go back and date a different character on a different save file, she appears and kills you. Oh my god. That's That's great. It is great. (laughs) I've been thinking about that ever since I heard about it, but I don't remember what it's called. Um, Well, it's my game now. (laughs) Thanks for that. Okay, with that, we're going to take a short break, after which we will be back, and we'll be talking to you some more about other things. See you soon. Okay, break happens. Does anybody need to get water, use the bathroom or anything? I'm good. I'm good. I'm we good. all good? Mm-hmm. Okay, then I will return from the break. And we're back. It is now time to head into the dirt bag, which is where folks can send in their questions for our esteemed panel. This is something that you too can do if you subscribe to patreon.com slash insert credit. Just in case that's something you'd like to do, you can go ahead and do that. This week's question comes from Alex Jaffe, who asks, Mm. 
If Necrosoft stuck to its original vision of being a game studio that only hires dead people, who would be on the payroll? What did you say? Was, was that... Say that again? <laughs> what did you was say? Was that ever the plan? <laughs> no, it never was. Um, it's a joke that he's making. Uh, if Necrosoft <laughs> stuck to its original vision of being a game studio that only hires dead people, who would be on the payroll? So that means like we could get, I don't know. Einstein, where we could get... To do our physics code. Einstein would be terrible at making games. Come on. We could get Merlin. (laughs) Yes. Well, I don't think he's dead, because I don't think he's real, so... That's too bad. We can interpret these questions however we want, and, like, fictional characters just are dead people, because they never existed. They might as well be dead, so we might as well have Merlin. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to hire Merlin to make Merlin Fucker 2000. Oh, that's true. That feels like... (laughs) That's a real age verifier. It violation. feels really inappropriate. What if it's an FMV game? Oh my. <laughs> and he plays himself. Um, I mean, it would take like a hundred years to film it all, though, right? Because we'd have to wait for him to to reverse age. Can he uh, like advance and and regress time, though? No, I don't Maybe think so. Could take short. Okay. Surely he can respawn however he wants. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack here. I previously <laughs> did have a question that I cut, which was uh, to design a good FMV game. It's funny that it came up. <laughs> oh, I think if we were going to do like a uh, a relationship heavy game, can I pitch you uh, uh, Jane Austen? Yeah. Seen a lot of Jane Austen alike kind of games. Surely she's fictional. What? <laughs> <laughs> she's from real life. Yeah, but she she uh, she'd be great. Let's get her on here. Yeah, if we want drama, I really think we should just get Louis the Fourteenth. Ooh, make waves! <laughs> Ooh, Microsoft Studios. We might be canceled pretty fast, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Louis the Fourteenth might uh, take over the operation in in ways that we might not enjoy. <laughs> but, uh, That's what guillotines are for. As, maybe as an external contractor that we can denounce later. Yeah, <laughs> Lottie, who's your draft? See, th- this requires knowing things, and I'm not very good at that. <laughs> you know about stuff. Knowing the name of a single dead person. <laughs> yeah, but when you put it like that, it's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Just start guessing actors you think could be dead. Oh, God. <laughs> do, we, do, do we need another actor because it's an FMV game? Maybe. Just yeah. Google dead actors and just... <laughs> no. Okay, okay. I'm going to Google dead actors. Whoever comes up <laughs> first. James Dean, I don't know who that is. Oh wow, that's a good choice. That's that's yeah. uh, he is dead. I, is I gotta dead. say, it, it's probably only possible to not know who James Dean is if you are not from America. Well, I've got that down. It's actually cool. most of the world, so <laughs> it's actually a pretty good claim to not know James Dean. Yeah, no, I'm saying if 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 you're from America, I think it's hard to not know. But if you're outside of America, I think it's very easy to not. Right. So so would 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 this guy do well in our FMV game about yeah. fucking Merlin? Oh, he would. oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> he'd do great. He'd do great in it. He'd he'd roll his cigarette up into his sleeve. Merlin would light it on fire. We're gonna have a bad ESRB rating. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. The F words in the title. We've lost the day one. It's true. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be AO adults only, I guess. Yeah, and Jay, I mean, he's such like a proto-fuck boy, so I don't think it's, we're not going to escape that. Jane Austen's writing it. Jane Austen's writing it, you know? (laughs) I think people would pay for this. I can't wait to introduce Jane Austen to the concept of a fuck boy. (laughs) She's going to be like, "Uh, we have a different word for that. I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be very flowery. (laughs) 
a, uh, a gentleman of, of no consequence. Or something. <laughs> a rambler, huh? Of course. <laughs> yeah, a rambler. I like it. Question seven. Let's talk about YouTube and other social media algorithms. This is a mm, Jenna question, of course. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> we, have, we do have a lot of content creators and such in the audience. How can they, as of April 2023, best present their work to the guided hand of the algorithm? Have you considered being popular first? <laughs> yeah, pre- that helps. That does help. Yeah, if you can just latch on to a much larger media consortium and then after several years get laid off and then just start your own channel, that seems to be working okay for me. <laughs> I love the BuzzFeed method. <laughs> it's a good path. Uh, Tim did it also. So it's definitely yeah. uh, proved established uh i don't know you can go there's a lot of ways to grab low-hanging fruit on youtube uh you can always just look at a chart of whatever the most popular game or movie is and then go ahead and make a video about how shit it is or how great it is uh people love that i mean there's listen there's lots of ways to um lap at the the well I don't want to say teat, but I'm going to say teat to laugh at the teat of the (laughs) algorithm. (laughs) But um, I don't know that you should. I think you should be proud of your work first and then. Yeah. How do you do it while being true to yourself? So uh, I really liked your video that you did that uh, when I saw it was was called this video is only nine minutes long or something similar to that, which was, in fact, an hour long but the content was nine minutes and it was because you were trying to experiment and and prove a point and also generate minutes viewed for youtube and i thought it was a smart way of not gaming the algorithm but addressing the algorithm while remaining true to your your brand because for people who have not seen this video and you should go check it out it's about how algorithm is really just guided by people and what the algorithm in quotes has decided right now is that long videos are good because you can put a lot of advertisements in them and once you get 20 seconds into a video as a viewer you're more likely to watch the whole thing and so jenna was experimenting with that and talking about it and then left the, uh, this is not spoilers, I hope, but left the, <laughs> the camera on after nine minutes for the remainder of an hour. And uh, and it actually did remarkably well and generated a bunch of minutes and all of that stuff. So, I mean, I, that's a very specific example, but I thought it was really neat. So, um. Yeah, I mean, here's here's my real answer is that you just have to ask your audience. I think that's something that people are are weird about doing sometimes but like the we know the algorithm responds in certain ways we know all algorithms respond in certain ways to certain uh viewer activity or user activity and so uh keep one keeping abreast of what those things are for your specific platform is really important because those are different between twitter and instagram and tiktok and youtube like they they all have different algorithms and they're all rewarding different things but figuring out what that is for your uh, platform is number one. And number two is just like, tell your audience and, and ask them to do it. Like ask them to say, Hey, leave a comment. Hey, like this video. Hey, subscribe. And I know that's like kind of also kind of a joke answer because the, Hey guys, like, and subscribe is like a meme, but like, it's a meme for a reason. 
Because that's like how you get the algorithm to notice you. If a lot of people are liking and commenting and subscribing to your content, the algorithm is more likely to boost you. And so like those are things that you can do that cost you emotionally very little, especially if you can incorporate them in interesting ways into the content that you're making. So I think you should you just can't be shy about doing that kind of thing. You just got to go for it. That also ties in with the like the boring real truth that algorithms don't actually exist in the way that we think they do. None of these decisions are really computer decisions. They are business decisions made by these platform holders. Right? Exactly. So like the reason why long videos work, like you just said, is because there's lots of advertising spots. The reasons why saying like and subscribe and please leave a comment and trying to figure out some like, you know, fun twee way to make people leave comments is that directly drives engagement, which is driving a stat, which, you know, makes the computer think that you know, this is good content, but it's not, it's the, the business decision that YouTube made or that TikTok's made or whoever has made, right? So you kind of have to like understand what the current business objectives of these nefarious multinational <laughs> billion dollar companies are and try and wedge your content into that. And it's kind of a gross way to think about it, but like, you know, it's... We live in capitalism, unfortunately, it's all like that. I think that the same philosophy actually comes in from trailer making with the mm. need to have call to action at the end. Mm. That's like a rule number one when making trailers is you have to end it on a call to action in some way, whether it means wishlist the game on Steam, you know, or like find out who you really are coming out in this date. <laughs> and I feel like uh, we've learned to integrate that a lot in marketing and not a lot in developing personal content. And I think that hmm. whether we think that's great or not to use that mentality in personal content, um, it's just an interesting conversation. I'm always fascinated by it. And yeah. that's time. As, as a little aside, though, I don't know if this was real, but did you all hear about that, that kid that was like saying like and subscribe to his grandma because he thought that He'd watch so much YouTube. He, he was like three or four that he was like, that's how you say goodbye to people. No. Uh, that uh, yeah. does sound real and made up. Yeah, it sounds like both. I think it's fine. I don't, I don't know. It, I don't think that's a big deal. Could be worse. <laughs> Question eight. You may have heard people refer to themselves as Sega kids or Nintendo kids or even Xbox kids. How will today's youth silo themselves in the future? Because we don't really have... The, the console wars are kind of over and PC won. So you have Fortnite kids and Minecraft kids. Yeah, I was wondering. Ah, I think even that's too too outdated. <laughs> Capital G gamer. I mean, is it not going to be social media? It might. I guess Vine wasn't long enough for there to be Vine kids, but are there not going to be TikTok kids? Like, are, is the generation above us not Facebook kids? Are we not Twitter kids? Yeah. That that might um chop chop them into generations, but they might. I'm I'm curious about because like a Sega kid versus a Nintendo kid, a couple of thirty five year olds can be one or the other. Do we have those kinds of like? It would be great if pr probably great, better if we don't have those divides. I but. mean, I think they exist, and I think they exist in the way that we think about uh con company conglomerates absorbing each other right now, right? So like in the mm -hmm. games industry, we have these huge moves of companies kind of swallowing each other a bit. And so I feel like if we're like staying in the paradigm of like games, we're going to have indie games versus Devolver Digital Games, which are still indie, but you know, like they have a theme versus like, I only play, you know, ABK games, uh, things like that. I could imagine like companies which are working so hard to like brand themselves as like a thing that you can engage with as a person would become the next mm -hmm. instead of consoles. 
do you play WoW or do you play Final Fantasy fourteen? I think yeah, I think the the MMO kind of thing might do it. It's different because the the reason people were Sega kids or Nintendo kids is because their family was able to afford to buy them one console and then they had to stick with it. And I guess we don't really have exactly that kind of thing. So I think people will be like stuck on whichever social game platform. Like, are you on Fortnite or are you on Roblox? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially as now Fortnite yeah. is becoming more Robloxy. You're winning me over. I think you're right. I think it's going to be like, what what Battle Royale <laughs> system were you on? Yeah. Um, Where have you invested your V-Bucks? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> who, who do you ch- how, what game do you chat on Discord with, with your friends the longest? Mm. You know? Question nine. Recently at a party, I overheard someone trying to remember the name of some sci-fi movie with Rutger Hauer in it. And I was like, my time has finally come. This is it. This is the question that I've accidentally built my whole life around answering. <laughs> because if you're wondering about crappy 90s movies, I, I'm so ready to talk about it. So my question to you is, what is a question that you all individually have accidentally built your whole life around answering? Uh, how people die in isekai novels. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that's, that's me. I love that trash. Delicious, delicious garbage. <laughs> if someone were to be like, I'm trying to remember this one isekai novel and it has this thing in it, <laughs> is, is that the kind of conversation you would be ready to slide right into? Yeah, I, I can I can do that. Like, yeah, I keep meticulous <laughs> notes on this. Very good. Someone has to write the isekai death report. And that That is unfortunately me. <laughs> <laughs> is there an aspect of accidental building in this? Like there, it's a thing that you snap to and suddenly realize you're an expert in such a thing. Kind of like that, yeah. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't have to be accidental. It could be intentional. Like I collect model trains, and so uh, it could be that as well. Just a a particular curious thing where if it came up, you would be like, "Oh, it's my time to shine." This is so hard because I'm not original. Like, I, I know what it is, but I'm just like, I don't think that's, like, cool. That's okay. It doesn't have to be cool. I want it to be cool. I'm like, Mine definitely was not cool, so. I thought yours was cool. I, I was like, was I cool, have to Lottie. ask you some questions, Lottie. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I love uh, I love Korean webtoons, and I'm like, Lottie would know. <laughs> can ask these guy questions. Um, but for me, it would probably be, like, the genre of cyberpunk. I, like, read a lot. Uh, I even I think oh. I took like a whole like minor in review in college about that genre, so I feel like I've gotten really entrenched in it. And uh, but I don't think it's cool because I think there's too many of us. We could do with less. I think there are a lot of people that like the genre, but I don't think there are a lot of people that are well versed in it. I think there's a lot of people that read one William Gibson novel and and watched Blade Runner, and they're like, yeah, I like cyberpunk, and that's that's as deep as it went. So I, I mm. I'd say that's something. Also, medieval horror, two spectrums. Explain, talk more about that. What's that? Expand on that. Yeah, Yeah, tell us about medieval horror. Just lots of really fun, like folklore stories, specifically based around like the horrors of being in the medieval era and how we tell stories from that. Uh, Um, I don't know. I just, I my friend Emin and I are both trying to write medieval based horror novels right now, and you can just see us weeping. As we're trying to figure out the tone. But it's just really, really cool. Like how they talk about supernatural elements back in the day and this weird descendants from kings to paganism or like from paganism to kings and that transitional state. I don't know. There's just lots of weird, really weird <laughs> medieval horror. There could be more games about medieval horror. It's definitely a neat period to get into that kind of stuff because 
knowledge was less available to the common person. And so a lot more was mm-hmm. mysterious. So that it, it, that gives rise to all kinds of potential superstitions, which is kind of neat. Super cool. Next Nectarsoft game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're making a lot of them here. Right after Merlin, uh, Merlin Enjoyer, two thousand. Surely that could tie into medieval horror. I suppose it could. That could be, uh, <gasps> if anything, DLC. <laughs> it's the same game. Be so careful, because you're just your seconds away from recreating the Green Knight. Oh, uh, be careful! You're so my close. favorite, my favorite uh, film. I didn't like that movie at all. Oh man, I'll forgive you for now, Ren. We'll talk about <laughs> that later. <laughs> Jenna, what's yours? Eras of David Bowie music. Oh, there you go. Ooh, no follow-up questions, please. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows me like, I don't know anything. (laughs) Major Tom? (laughs) Yeah, that's one of them. (laughs) Uh, I have right next to me here a VHS tape that has episodes of that that TV show that he was on that was like The Hunger. The Horny Vampire one, yeah. Yeah, The the Horny Vampire one. Whoa, 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 What? Oh, oh, son. <laughs> oh, son. See? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's called The Hunger. Uh, he's in it. Susan Saranda's in it, too. Insane. Yeah. I, I don't know what, what to say about it other than you should probably just watch it. Yeah, he's from space. You've just proved that you have party knowledge on this subject. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah, you just said it so casually. Just, just, You just, just went and demonstrated it like that, like you. Perfect. So how does David Bowie die in this isekai? <laughs> <laughs> um, I doubt he would get crushed by a truck. He, he seems like he would survive that. Yeah, he'd make it through. Oh, we could uh, we could put David Bowie on our dev team, by the way. I would not want to capitalize David Bowie's reanimation time with such a thing. He needs yeah. to be out there doing what he loves, which is making music. It's fair enough. But it could be a rhythm game. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's About true. Merlin. <laughs> um, <laughs> written by Jane Austen that's right. composed by David Bowie okay question 10 what part of your job would you be totally fine with AI taking away from you taxes yes mm, AI could do damn. a dang taxes it's a pretty good one that's a hot one I just paid mine oh my god <laughs> please get it off my plate <laughs> yeah I feel like there's a lot of inevitably a lot of like data entry stuff tracking stuff I don't think AI is really schedule C's. Yeah, is really prepared to handle that kind of thing, which is really obnoxious. No, I don't trust I, it. I don't, I don't trust the computer to do anything, which is why having to do all of our work on the computer sucks so much. <laughs> yeah, heck, the computer. <laughs> if we could make video games without them, that that would be a massive improvement. Whoa, there's this thing called TTRPGs. <laughs> hey, yeah, I know about this. We should just make a bunch of those now. They were popular for a little while, and I guess they're still popular right now. The yeah. end. <laughs> you got through a really cool, really cool phase. Uh, if it, if AI were were good, can you hear my dogs? They're going. If AI were actually good enough, I would be cool with AI taking away business development and talking to all the business people instead of me doing it. What if the business people had AI themselves, and it was just yeah, a feedback loop. Just a feedback loop, <laughs> and eventually someone decides. And and we then if we get it get money or don't we blame it on the algorithm. So we just woke up one day and there's just a message in our Slack saying here's the money for the project that we were talking about and no one has any idea of what has been <laughs> negotiated. Right. We don't know what the, we have to find out what the project is later afterward and uh, and we don't even know what publisher we've signed with. And everybody <laughs> finds that out after it's all been resolved. After the even the publisher, mm. they have no idea. Yeah, they have no idea because <laughs> they have AI doing the same thing as well. Great, cool. 
And the marketing plan is already all designed, and it's super bizarre. And- Half a million dollar game, full 3D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this is how Merlin fucker gets greenlit. That's right. There's no other way. Thanks to the algorithm. Yeah. They promise real-time cutscenes. Oh, no. <laughs> it is now time for the lightning round. This week, we're doing name design, which I honestly can't remember if this is how it usually goes, but at least this time, we're going to design games based on the names of video game company names. What? Wait, take that one more time. We're going to design... I'm going to tell you the name of a video game company, and you're going to design a game that would be called that. Okay. Hopefully that makes sense. Okay. We will start with Insomniac. So you're designing the game that would be called Insomniac. It would be a match-free puzzle you play to fall asleep when you come. Oh, I like that. It's nicer than what I was thinking. Um, I was going to say like a Don't Starve style game, but instead of worrying about hunger, it's about sleep deprivation. Yeah. Heck. That's a more creepy way to... It's a little more stressful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Next. Arc System Works. Oh, God. We have to figure out what any of those words mean in that order. <laughs> Noah is building an arc, and he's trying to design a game while he's building this arc <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> so he's building these systems, and nothing seems to work. You're do- built like a city builder inside the arc. You're building all the systems. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or like yeah. a Rube Goldberg-, Goldberg machine to get all the two-by-two two animals in. <laughs> Cute. Something. Okay, next. Vicarious Visions. Uh... I just can't help but feel like that would be a, a weird, horny game. <laughs> Vicarious visions, right? Sure. S- some messed up visual novel. Yeah, yeah. I buy that. Messed up visual novel with weird horniness. Yeah. Uh, Micro Cabin. Aww. Yeah. Aww, I mean, it's clearly mobile game. You're Godzilla, and you're crushing these cabins. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> because they're micro to you, and you're real big. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I kind of like that, yeah. (laughs) I was like, no cute, only destruction. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, Digital Eclipse. It's like one of those solar system simulator games. A very, very boring one. (laughs) Excellent. It only simulates eclipses and nothing else. So you can't even do the thing where you spawn a black hole over Earth and watch it collapse because it just does eclipses. It's pretty good. (laughs) Speaking of space being boring, Frontier Developments. I it's mean, about building ski resorts on people's ears. <laughs> front, their front, front ears? ear. Front Ooh, ear. Oh, that was so clever. That was so clever, Lottie. You win this one. That was good. <laughs> okay. Uh, next, we got Toys for Bob, hmm. which I don't think exists anymore. A horror game. Hmm. It's gotta be a horror game, and it's oh, about yeah. the toys Bob's use to to get his revenge on the mob. Oh, okay, like Toy Story One vibe. Oh, so it's like a puppet master or something. Sure. Although the puppet master puppets, <laughs> it's a different theme because those puppets are, uh, they're Nazis. Did you know that in the puppet master series, all the, those puppets are Nazi puppets? Yes. Learning some trivia yes. today. Uh, Brandon, I did know that. Another <laughs> trivia for Jenna. I should have assumed that Jenna would know that, of course. Um, <laughs> the last puppet master movie that came out was called the like Third Reich, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. I have no knowledge on what even the puppet masters are, man. I only watched I'm the like, first I'm like Sesame two. Street? <laughs> Okay, next. Tomcat System. It's a game about... I don't know. I give up. Tom from Tom and Jerry? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, building systems? I don't know. Why are there so many systems? Yeah, I guess we have had two systems in here. 
Too, too many. Um, Tomcat system could also be like um, the plane, the Tomcat, and you have to operate it. I think it's. I think there's a plane called a Tomcat. Also, a, a really boring flight sim. Yeah. Yeah, let's make them all boring if we can. Those are the best kind of games. I'm realizing now that this might sound a little similar to another one, but Vicious Cycle. Hmm. You turn into a, a werewolf, and then you stop turning into a werewolf nonstop for, like, hours. It's just the, 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 the transformation part, and it's so vicious and cyclical. Where, what's the game? What's the game part <laughs> yeah, of that? Yeah, what's the game part? You, you have to go through your day-to-day life. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So it's like Octodad, except you're constantly turning into a re- werewolf and then turning back into a human. Yeah. Oh, you gotta nice. really coordinate your schedule. Okay. We accidentally made a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, weirdly, this also feels related to the last answer. Naughty Dog. It's the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, we did it. Um, that's it. Now it's time for recommendations and promoting your own stuff and whatever you want to talk about. I will go first and I will say... Don't forget to check whether something is available new before you buy it, <laughs> um, if you like that product. I, I just bought the whole Dorohedoro manga series, all 23 volumes, because I really liked that series and I wanted it. I looked up individual copies and I was like, this is too expensive for me to buy. And so I bought it used on eBay. But then I saw that if you bought the whole thing new, it was only 10 bucks more. And uh, then I felt really bad because I didn't give Q Hayashida my money. I gave it to some random person mm-hmm. on eBay. So uh, anyway, don't forget to check if something's available new at a reasonable price so that you can actually give the people responsible the money and then you don't have big regrets like me. Okay, now uh, everybody else can promote your individual things and your cool things that you do. Who's got stuff? Uh, I help make games at Necrosoft. You should check those out. They're pretty cool. Nice, you get a raise. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's all takes. <laughs> Everyone should go to Steam and check out the Gun Duology, which is Hyper Gun Sport and Gun House. And then they should come and tell me that it's a really good joke name and that that, that I did a good job coming up with that name. <laughs> it is a good name. Because it is a good name. And, that, and I take credit for that name. Yeah, you'd been sitting on that idea for some time. Yeah, because I'm a fucking dweeb. Um, my actual recommendation is to find your best friend and once every single week watch a single episode of the original series of Gundam with them just once a week because <laughs> there's like a whole entire year's worth and it's just a really good way to like you know keep track of you know how the year's going w- watch an episode of Gundam with your friend yeah I've been doing that this year and it's just been like such a good time uh, that's lovely yeah yeah I just recommended that Son? Yeah, I too will recommend Necrosoft. You should witness uh, Demon School, which is going to be so mind blowing. It'll change your life. Okay, we don't all need TM. to try to get raises. Nobody's TM, getting raises. TM. <laughs> TM. Can I have more money? <laughs> uh, which is great. Uh, I'll recommend my own studio too, Perfect Garbage. Uh, we make games that we are kind of trashy, but we like them, and that's all that matters to me. That rules. I think so too. For example, uh, for example, Love Shore is coming out uh, in a few weeks. There's that. That's which right. Is real trashy and fun. And you can wishlist that. You can. Oh my god, I'm so bad at this call to action <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, you can do that too. <laughs> you won't believe it. Wishlist Love Shore. Um, yeah, uh, you'll have a great time. And uh, to recommend, similar to Lottie, I actually also do something similar. I have a thing called Saturdays for the Boys, in which I watch a '90s anime with a friend of mine huh. every Saturday. Uh, we went through like. Ooh. 
Um, usually it's the 90s. When it's something new, we watch something new. And our rule is that even if it's bad, we have something to talk about. <laughs> so we watch it together. Uh, we're currently working through Yu Yu Hakusho again, which has been very fun. That's a fun it's one. It's a classic, except that one transphobic episode. And then I'm just like, I'm sorry for like 20 minutes. Yep. <laughs> I say, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I it's, keep going. It's hard with those 90s animes and also the current ones. <laughs> and the, <laughs> yeah. the the transphobia and the homophobia and the... And the uh, I'm watching Blue Seed right now, and there's just so much focus on a 15-year-old girl's uh, underwear, and who wants to date her that is an adult? And it's really... That that does happen sometimes. Yeah, it's gross. There's cool stuff in that show, but if they just cut all of that out, it would be so much better. Yeah, man. Uh, Nothing worse than making someone watch an anime who doesn't like to watch anime, and then you have to say, I'm sorry (laughs) for a lot of it. (laughs) But it's been fun. I've, we've been cracking up. But yeah, I recommend doing that. It's good Watch stuff. something with your bro. Lottie was so right. Uh, Jenna, what do you yeah, got? And I'm Jenna. You can find me. I stream on Twitch at the underscore Jenna. You can find, I got video essay channels out the wazoo on YouTube. I have a Patreon. Uh, I'm just everywhere on the internet. I'm usually the Jenna or the underscore Jenna. Uh, you'll be able to tell really quickly which one is me when you search. <laughs> Uh, yes, you can find me anywhere. My recommendation is to um, fuck the algorithm. Uh, yeah. Feed, yeah. It, feed it every once in a while, but for the most part, just ignore it. It's not going to make you happy, and chasing algorithmic trends is not going to get you an audience. Uh, making stuff that you believe in and that you love is going to be what gets you an audience. 100%. That's pretty much what this show is all about as well. So I 100% agree. And with that in mind, I recommend you review us on any platform that you can find it on. Tell your dang friends about the show. Our listenership has been increasing lately, and it seems to be mostly due to word of mouth. So please keep that going so we can become a bigger podcast than Retronauts, my sworn rival. I I just have to defeat Retronauts. No, they're, they're fine. I just want to defeat them is all. You can also search for Insert Credit on YouTube. And you should subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash insert credit if you like. And also Alex Jaffe is taking advertisement requests if you want to put an ad on the show at show at insertcredit.com. And then once we do have ads, people on the Patreon will not will not hear those ads. So that's what's gonna happen with that. I'm Brandon Sheffield. Oh yeah, this is the part where we all say our names in order. Okay. So I'm Brandon Sheffield. I'm Lottie May. I'm Sun M. I'm Jenna Steber. And that's it. And you're watching Disney Channel. (laughs) That's right. That's all by forever. I was going to ask what's the midwest oh no <laughs> but maybe that's too big of a question um i actually have to unfortunately boogie because <laughs> i have another reading <laughs> but, <laughs> perfect <laughs> have you played norco no <laughs> that's fine it's, in fact uh. that's the funniest answer possible <laughs>